Welcome to the Tom the Trainer Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Wooland. This podcast is for frustrated men and women who think they've tried everything to lose body fat and aren't willing to give up on their fitness goals. I'm going to give you clear, actionable steps to cut through all the bullshit in the industry, focus on what actually works, and dominate every aspect of your life. Now let's get into today's episode. So we're going to get right into today's episode, which is about being intentional with your exercise order sequence in your workouts. And the reason for this episode is that in the beginning stages of training, basically any movement that you weren't doing prior to starting training is going to improve your physique and your overall health. But eventually those changes are going to slow down, if not completely stop. And let's face it, if your workouts are poorly designed, the overall benefits like from your time invested in the gym are going to be minimal compared to that of workouts that are well-designed. So whether you're just getting started or you've been training for a while, there's value in being intentional about the order of which you use your lifts in your workouts, right? And like, obviously there's no best exercise order sequence for everyone. If you've been following me for a while, you know that like big pet peeve is the people who talk about things in fitness as if it's black and white. Because when it comes to your exercise order sequences, like anything else, you need to be specific with your decisions based upon your goals, your injuries, and your own abilities, right? So what I want to do is kind of provide you with like my thought process, and maybe you can apply some of that thought process to your own thought process to come up with your own conclusions, right? So basically, I'm just going to go over some of the things that I consider when I'm making my choices while designing a program for fat loss, muscle gain, or if I'm considering bringing up weak points or maybe overcoming my own or some client limitations. Okay. So we'll start out with losing body fat. I'm a body like, you know, I'm a, a body fat specialist i would say like a transformation specialist i do help people with muscle gain but i'm best known for the majority of my clients come to me for losing body fat so we're going to start there now when it comes to losing body fat i'm a big believer in compound movements to leverage the outcome of losing fat right like i believe that if your main goal is to lose body fat then you don't need to be wasting your time Focusing on lifts very much that are only going to work small muscle groups individually, right? We can get into what splits to use and stuff, but I've done that on a previous episode. Like, so either way, whatever split you're using, I 1000% prioritize movements where your most strongest first and then work down to the weakest lifts in sequence. Okay. So I want you to think of it this way. If, if you're trying to lose body fat, you should be trying to work as hard as possible. You should be trying to burn the most amount of calories per session, and you should try to work the most amount of muscle per lift. Right? So if the goal is fat loss, Don't burn yourself out with bicep curls and lateral flies at the beginning of your workouts before you do exercises like squats, deadlifts, bench presses, and rows. Like in, if you're going to be doing bicep curls and your goal is fat loss, that needs to be at the end of your workout, in my opinion. 
Okay. So that's exercise order sequence. Very simply put for losing body fat is a primary focus. Okay. Prioritize compound movements. Prioritize what you're strongest first as your lifts to lift first and work your way down to weaker lifts as you progress throughout the workout. Okay. Now, when it comes to building muscle, honestly, you could really get some great results using the exact same thought process as what I just explained for losing body fat. Now, so right, like you could literally just be like, okay, strongest first, weakest last, work your way down. That's a pretty intelligent approach to building muscle as well. But I personally have a specific approach where I take movements and I categorize them into like four boxes. Okay. So I have, when it comes to building muscle, like my um, program, Anabolic Anatomy, it's all about these four categories. Okay. Skill-based movements, activation exercises, recruit movements where you recruit all muscle fibers and stretch exercises. Okay. And I believe that under the ideal circumstances, the best results for growth come from doing your exercise selections in that order, skill, activate, recruit, and stretch. Okay. So starting with a skill-based movement, skill-based movements are the compound lifts. Okay. Ideally done with barbells or dumbbells. And the reason I start with these often is because you can lift the most amount of weight and you should be able to progressively get stronger with those exercises over time. And I call them skill-based movements because like they should be trained in such a way that you never intend to fail on those exercises and you're always looking to improve the quality of your movement patterns with them so you don't get hurt, right? These are all exercises that allow for the most load, the most weight, but that means that they present the most risk as well, okay? But at the same time, those exercises, those compound, heavy compound exercises, they engage the most muscles per lift. Done correctly, they're literally all, in my opinion, full body exercises. And if anybody wants to say otherwise, I can challenge anyone who wants to argue with me about compound lifts being full body exercises to put a barbell on their back in a back squat without engaging their biceps, their traps, their lats, and their core, while then moving the bar with their quads, glutes, and hamstrings. You just can't deny it. Skill-based compound movements work the most amount of muscle and they're hands down the most effective lifts, but they should be treated with respect they shouldn't be taken to failure. And in my opinion, ideally perfect case scenario, beginning of your workouts is when you prioritize them. Okay. From there, we want to move into act, what I call activation movements. Okay. Now my activation movements are muscles are part of me are, are movements that fully contract the muscles. Okay. And I want to fully contract the muscle so that later when I go to recruit exercises that I mentioned earlier, you get all the muscle fibers to engage and exhaust because you fully contracted them first, right? So this, the key to fully contracting muscles 
with activation movements, how I categorize them is understanding anatomy and each muscle's role through muscle function. Now, I know you're not a trainer and that's a little bit more complex than there's time for to explain in the episode. And I'll talk about it in another episode, but I'm just going to give you some examples. Okay. And you've probably seen these examples in my shorts, my reels, and my TikToks, right? I talk about these full contractions often. So for example, a cable chest press where you protract your upper, upper back while you come across the body with the cable and the line of force and flex your, your pecs, your chest really hard is, is, a, is a good full contraction exercise. Or a bicep curl where you engage your shoulder and you elevate your arm a little bit at the top of the exercise while you're either standing in a hinge where your butt is slightly behind you and your shoulders are slightly forward while you're standing there. Or maybe you're lying on a bench doing like, like there's a, a, a bicep curl called the spider curl, right? But either way, you're engaging the shoulder a little bit at the top of the exercise while doing the, while bending the elbow and feeling a really hard contraction on the bicep, a full contraction. Okay. Or you could look at like a dual cable tricep extension where you expand your rib cage and you squeeze your shoulder blades together back and down as you extend the forearms and flex the triceps as hard as you can. There's a lot more options than this, but I think like you kind of get the idea, right? If you're following me on my socials, and I'm, I'm sure you are. And if you're not, why aren't you? Um, Tom, the trainer fitness and Tom trainer on Facebook, Tom, the trainer fitness, I think on TikTok and, and, uh, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, but anyways, to like, to simplify this, you want to fully contract the muscles and you want to feel the muscles contract as hard as possible. So like, think about what are the exercises that usually provide the best mind muscle connection. That's probably a good start. Now that we've done our skill based and our activation exercises, this is when I like to move into recruitment exercises or, or recruit category. These are movements that I selectively choose to take the muscles to failure, but I do so safely because I've, chose exercises that allow for the muscle to go to failure or beyond failure with a very limited risk of injury. Okay. Uh, this is like, I'm taking the muscle. I'm literally pardon my French, kicking the muscles ass and taking it to give me everything it's got. Okay. So think like a hack squat or a chest press cable flies, Smith machine, anything like that, where you've got a ton of like external support, where if you failed, you could literally just climb out of the machine or you could just drop the weight in the middle of a rep without getting hurt. So ideally the best recruitment exercises, in my opinion, are going to be machines, but, or, you know, like Smith machines, things with that safety, but dumbbells and cables can have, like they can serve a purpose for recruitment exercises as well, because like you can literally just let go of the dumbbells or the cables and you're probably not going to get hurt. Right. So you're, you're, you're choosing these exercises so that you can literally exhaust the muscle fibers completely and do so with very little risk of injury. It's important to take muscles to failure to grow, but you can't grow if you get hurt. 
right? So if you do it this way, then, and you choose these selections, you're going to have little risk of injury for two reasons. You've already fatigued the muscles with previous exercises, your big compound and your activation exercise. That means the weights are lighter than they were if you had a started there. Therefore, you're also warmer. So less likelihood of an injury because the weights are lighter and you got more blood flowing and you're warmer. And you were smart with your exercise selections for the purpose. You weren't some jackass who went like, I'm going to go do failure barbell bench press sets and hope that the, the barbell doesn't crush my face. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I see people doing stuff like that. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like go get in the chest press machine for that. Right. So that's how you want to look at recruitment exercise selections, safe exercise selections where you can fail and not worry about getting hurt. And then lastly, when it comes to building muscle, I like to finish up with stretch movements. Stretch movements are the opposite of the activation exercises, right? Because activation exercises fully contract the muscle while stretch exercises fully lengthen the muscle. Okay. And I think it's smart to finish with these because just like in the position of a full contraction, when you're in a position of a full stretch, it's a very weak and vulnerable state. Muscles are strong as they are contracting, but they are weak in their fully stretched or lengthened position and they are weak in their fully contracted position. Okay. But a stretch position is important for growth. So we put them towards the end for the same reason we made our selection for the recruitment exercises because it's safer, right? Because if you have them at the end, you're going to use lighter loads and you're less vulnerable to tear a muscle or suffer a joint injury than you were if you were to do them at the beginning, right? You ever done a set of heavy skull, skull crushers at the beginning of your workout? How did that go? That's a stretch exercise, right? It's not a good idea to do it in the beginning. So obviously, if you need to understand anatomy to fully activate or fully contract exercises, you probably need to have a pretty good understanding of anatomy to like truly fully lengthen them as well. But without looking at those minute details of fully lengthening them, because again, it's not an eight hour seminar here that I'm running. It's just a quick episode for you to help you with, um, you know, just good information, but it's not a course. Um, think of like overhead tricep extensions. Think of skull crushers. Think of incline bicep curls where you drive your chest up and you squeeze your shoulder blades back and down and fully lengthen the bicep. Think of chest flies. Think of Romanian deadlifts. Okay. And again, these are all exercises that are all over my socials all the time. Okay. Now, another thing to consider, this is how you prioritize these exercises for building muscle. But like you can, of course, combine the intentions up and achieve both at the same time when it comes to recruiting and activating or recruiting and stretching, right? Because you can like safely take a cable press to true failure or a pec deck machine to true failure, or you can do spider curls to absolute failure or, or whatever the selection is quite safely. 
And in some training sessions, you're not going to use all of these skill, activate, recruit, and stretch. But either way, you can look at these like fundamentals of the exercise selection and apply them to all lifts and prioritize them in that order based upon understanding why you prioritize them in those orders, right? Does that make sense? I know you can't answer this because you're listening to a podcast, but I hope that makes sense, right? Um, and then there's one more thing to consider, which I talked about I'm going to cover is like weak points, injuries, and your own capabilities, okay? So sometimes you might want to bring up a specific body part And a simple way to do that is by prioritizing an exercise for that body part at the beginning of your workout, okay? Or you can move certain isolation lifts immediately before or after a compound, okay? So for example, like if you want to bring up your biceps, you could do your biceps at the beginning, bicep curls right at the beginning of your workout first, or you could do your bicep curls earlier in the workout like right before or right after maybe a lat pull down or right before or right after a row so that you're getting a little more bicep stimulation earlier in the workouts. Okay. So that's a way to bring up weak points. That's one simple way to bring up weak points. And then of course you have to consider injuries. And honestly, like sometimes you may, or even myself have injuries that like mean you can't start with compounds. Um, and you just need to fatigue the muscles first, no matter what you do. Like speaking for myself, I have, I just have a client coming in here speaking for myself. I have, so I'm going to finish this up quickly, but, uh, speaking for myself, I have nerve damage in my neck, so I don't put a bar on my back and I don't use isolations to fatigue my legs before doing things like hack squats or lunges. And this way I can use lighter weights that won't compress my neck while I still work my legs really hard, right? So even though you want to usually categorize compounds first, if you've got an injury that says you shouldn't do that and it's not intelligent to do so because it continually aggravates the injury, if you do, then don't do that. Do isolations first, right? And then also you have to consider that like some of us aren't built well for certain exercises Uh, Or maybe some of you don't execute certain exercises well. And every time you do that exercise, you aggravate hurt something or you hurt something. So listen to your body and don't do that exercise in the beginning. Because if every time you screw, every time you do a bench press, pardon me, you screw up your shoulders, then you probably need to look at your form on your bench press. Maybe you might have other underlying issues, postural issues, whatever that you need to get corrected, but you're not a trainer. You don't know how to correct them. So like, it's not intelligent to continue to start your workouts with a bench press. If every time you start your workout with a bench press, you get hurt, use a different selection to start, right? So that the weights are lighter or stay away from the bench press entirely and use a chest press machine, right? So those are some things to consider when ordering your exercises. Okay. And like I said, at the beginning, there's no perfect exercise order sequence for everyone. This is just how I prioritize things and how I think about my own exercise order sequences, how I think about my order sequences for my programs or my clients. And hopefully this just kind of helps you develop your own way of critical thinking when you choose your own exercise order sequences, right? 
So I hope you found this helpful. Have the best day ever. I got to go train truly and uh, appreciate you for tuning in. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. If you found today's episode valuable, please give me a five-star review and share it on your social media so I can have an even bigger impact. And if you want more information on how I can help you lose 15 to 52 pounds of body fat in 12 weeks, send me a message that says coaching to my Instagram at Tom the Trainer Fitness.